You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 88, Breakfast Hating Mofo. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, uh, the show that is shivering in his shorts. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez. Uh, and we welcome, welcome you back to a new episode of the Savage Fincast, where, of course, we talk about the greatest comic book on Earth, Savage Dragon, and its hey. uh, illustrious creator, Eric Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much all we do. Take that to the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it's all we're doing this episode. It. As much as I like to talk about other things, I do like I try to keep it succinct on this one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a slim and trim episode, listeners. We're going to be giving Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 19 a powder just for this one, only because we're keeping it slim and trim because our next issue is going to be a our next fin cast is going to be an exciting, probably chunky little meat nugget of fin cast. So slim on this one. Don't worry, we'll give you a little turtle power next time. Special episodes coming but, uh, up. So this episode later on, we're going to be covering uh, the latest issue, Savage Dragon two forty seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, but before we get to that, we should probably go through a couple of news items if cropped up. Take it away, James Purcell. I, I thought the cover was first. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm. Oh gonna... yeah, that's me, isn't it? Y- yes, <laughs> Dope. Well, I mean, you know, I was just trying to delegate authority, but it's cool. If you don't want it, I'll have to do it myself, I suppose. Um, The first bit of news we have, dear listener, is that Savage Dragon 251 has a cover. If you haven't seen it, it's an app. Let me paint you a word picture. Let your mind, your mind is my canvas, and my words are the brush. (laughs) And I'm about to show you, you're about to visualize this up, bloody, bruised to a pulp, Malcolm Dragon face. He's face fucked up, guys. He looks like he's been like 150 rounds with Rocky Balboa. Only he had freak out in him or something. He was weak. I don't know. He looks beat the fuck up. But the point is, is he's real meaty looking. It's a beautiful cover. It was drawn twice up. It's got crazy cross-hatching. It's super lavish. Eric posted on his Facebook. Even pros had to stop. Had to stop in their tracks and jump out and be like, Whoa, bro. That's a dope cover. I'm not going to name drop, but pros did appear to praise the cover. So, beautiful work by Nikos. Our man is getting more lavish with every issue. Uh, Beautiful work by Eric. That is just a cross-hatch smorgasbord. That's the only word to accurately describe the line work. And uh, yeah, we, me and Jim even had dream, dream copy that I would like to present to you right now. <laughs> you guys are insane. 
We we both had the same. No, we had a Mandela effect moment where we both had memories, distinct memories of uh, copy, and it was something about Malcolm crawling from the wreckage and the world never being the same after the earth-shattering events of issue 250. But we looked, dear listener. We it's, looked everywhere. Yeah, it's like I, I could phantom. have swore I made funny Facebook comments about it, but I could not find <laughs> any sign of insane. So how I could, have you imagined snark? I, I could have swore you did too. Watch right sw- after the FinCast, you guys will find it. Mm. All I know is that we search valiantly for like 10 minutes and I like Google image everything, dude, that, that copy was a dream, Jim. So the dream is dead. There's no copy, but we have copy on the cover, which says, uh, emerging from the wreckage. Gentlemen, can I share with you something? Please do. On, uh, on Eric's Facebook page where he posted that cover and that same thread where all like the cool like pros posted something, mm-hmm. there was a comment that made me quake at the knees or shake at the knees. I don't know. It, it kind of I read it and I stopped dead in my tracks. It was from a longtime Savage Dragon fan Greg Aubrey. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys read it, but oh, I did. It made sense, and I was like. <gasps> He brought the terror to it, me. Yeah. I Go mean, ahead and share it. So so Greg Aubrey writes, you know, his own kind of solicitation for the for the cover, you know, basically just you know, it's this isn't real or whatever, but it, it seemed pretty cool. So Greg says, "Cropped out of frame. Malcolm's head is actually on a pike. A warning for all those who would come to the Dragon family's aid. The series changes focus to Maxine, the triplets and Angel." That seems like it could be plausible. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like when he said that, I was like, "Oh, fudge!" No, oh, I, man, I didn't think... say fudge. I wouldn't put it That's... above a chosen one being able to regenerate from just a head. No, but at the same time, well, we don't even know if he's just a head. But you know, I don't put it beyond Eric to switch the title over to another dragon. The, the kids, you know, three little dragon kids, you know, like. I don't put, my, it, don't put it beyond him. I don't suspect it. Any, you know what? Here's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is that I feel like we're due a big shakeup. Yeah. Things have been mighty cozy in Canada. Yeah. Maybe, he'll and get, maybe he'll kill everybody else. I think we're due. Everyone but Malcolm. Everyone. <laughs> like, he like had all those kids and Maxine and we're all super invested and... He just fucking gets greases them all. Everyone. Wow. All of Canada gone. (laughs) Canada wiped off the map. Wow, dude. I don't know. All I know is that... Just Malcolm and the Seeker. (laughs) I'm hyped. I'm fucking hyped. Um, That cover has me hyped. It, It sells big chaos for issue 250. Which, to be honest... I wasn't, it's not, the series isn't, we're in the um, standalone era, so the series definitely hasn't felt like it's building towards anything. And so, I wasn't expecting any kind of big, you know, kind of like with that Glum payoff, where it was like, here's Mr. Glum, he's fucking shit up, Uh uh-oh, he's fucking shit up more and more, Uh uh-oh, here comes Dark Lord, Uh uh-oh, and it was just building and building. 
I haven't really felt like we're building and building towards anything. And so for it to be like Malcolm's super fucked up and, you know, there's a dream solicitation of big change. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying I'm excited. I'm super hyped. So, yeah. Um, Crawling from the wreckage. Yep. Good cover. (laughs) Colors on this cover are just phenomenal. If it's any indi- if it's any indication of what Nikos is planning for the future, I think it's going to be something special. I, I think I got I got to say he's evolved so much. I I know I, I mm-hmm. back in the old days of the podcast, mm-hmm. I complained a lot about it sometimes, those yellow skies and what have you. But he's grown on me a lot. Well, people were I remember people were hating on that like halo like the shiny heads thing mm-hmm. that he was doing, which I didn't mind. But what's funny is I saw somebody posted a like shiny heads era, like a uh, p- picture and someone was like, I hated that era of the coloring and whatever. And I was just like, wow, whatever dudes, let it go. But here's the deal. No fucking buddy can say that he's not absolutely bringing it. <laughs> I mean, on these latest issues, holy cow. Ever, dude. ever since it switched to a kind of flat color with sort of a texture look. Right. It, I, I've enjoyed it a lot more, you know, and I don't, I'm not sure it's necessarily all on him. I think Eric's been kind of dictating a lot of what he wants in it too. And and Nikos is also going basically on Eric's direction of what he would like to see. And I think that they've been playing around with a lot of different things. I can definitely say he uh, most likely, I think it was Eric's, because I saw Eric sort of pushing against it, but... um, sort of gravitated away from things that overwhelm the line work. Yeah. And so that's definitely one thing you can, you know, point to, but yeah, loads of really lavish, like Nikos has been cool. He's been sharing this, uh, uh, lineless, like he'll share the, uh, image with no line work. And it's just like, yeah. you can really see how much he's like putting into it. So super nice, super nice. Yeah. I will admit like, the I feel like the glossy, like the shiny stuff, mm-hmm. hasn't aged as well. But I don't know. I like I said, I feel like Eric and Nikos have been like trying a lot of different techniques out and testing a lot of like coloring looks. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. I, I you know part of Savage Dragon. What what's enjoyable about it is the different kind of experiments, and I feel like more than any other comic, you really pay attention to the colors and to the lettering and you know the inking and stuff like that for at sure. least for me for sure absolutely um yeah so that's that uh moving right along um our second bit of news uh for those who remember we a few months ago we talked to uh comic writer gary carlson uh about various things particularly the ninja turtles but also we talked about his uh Way ahead of its time, send up to classic comic characters Big Bang. Uh, he's got a new Big Bang series coming out um, in a print-on-demand sort of way. Uh, first issue, Big Bang Adventures number one, was just uh, just released on um, Indie Planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the whole issue is uh, three. Three stories written by Gary Carlson, and they're all drawn by a guy named Ron Williams. Uh, there's a Night Watchman story, a uh, Berserker slash Thunder Girl crossover story, and an Ultiman story. 
Um, wow, that sounds crazy. A Berserker Thunder Girl. Yeah, Berser- I was going to bring that doesn't... up. Berserker uh, was a character Gary Carlson created way back in Megaton number one. Uh, in fact, Vanguard actually appears in a flashback in the uh, in the uh, in the, in the story. Nice, cool. But uh, the art by uh, by um, Ron Williams is really cool. Apparently, he's he's pretty new. I couldn't find any info on him from anything previous other than Big Bang stuff. He's got kind of a Jim Lee slash Sylvestri, early Sylvestri sort of look going on. Ooh, that's um, a good combo. Um, but the uh, the the comic is only available on Indie Planet, which is a print on demand service uh, for three ninety five. Uh, there is a digital edition uh, version and PDF format for one dollar, which I thought nice. was a pretty oh, wow. good price. So I bought that digitally and I've read through it. It's generally excellent. Um, it's fun. Uh, You'd say definitely something Savage Dragon fans should check out. Because of the Gary connection. Yeah, Gary. And if you like just classic superhero stuff, it's uh, right. I love me Big Bang, so I got to get my copy. Sweet. Yep. I'm down too. POD for me, baby. I got to get the real deal. Hmm. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that digital trash. That was tra- a dig on you. Well, digital trash. Ugh. Well, I'll be honest. The digital, qual- the digital version isn't great. It's a little bit low res, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It could be stand to be improved considerably. But it is serviceable. For a dollar, I'll live with it. Well, you know I'd what? buy that for a dollar. Exactly. Yeah. I'm super uh, in, hyped. In fact, uh, Gary also mentioned that he had other books available on Indie Planet. I think he had, um, there was a Night Watchman, like, full-size comic book, as well as a couple of, uh, uh, what were they called? Digests? Or? No, 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 uh, National Guardians. Issues. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess one of his super teams from Big Bang. Uh, they're all they're all also print on demand for three ninety five or uh, or a dollar digitally. Might have to be a little Christmas gift to myself. Uh, so yeah, it's very cool to see Big Bang back, even if it's in uh, a print on demand capacity. It mm-hmm. would be bad. Would be nice if it was coming from a major publisher like Image, but I guess I'll take what I can get. Don't knock self publishing. Self publishing is beautiful. Oh, it it's is. Beautiful. I don't disagree. I okay. just okay. <laughs> just wish it had more support. I just wish it had it's a more strength. support and also wasn't print on demand. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we say about that. From from one indie comic guy to another, if you love Big Bang Adventures and you want Big Bang Adventures to prosper and do well, get on your social media feeds. Tell people you loved Big Bang Adventures. Tell people to check it out. That's what you damn do, because that's what helps people. Word of mouth is invaluable, and it means more than any advertising that anybody could do. So please, please, geez louise, you know, pass the butter, pass the cheese, get on your social media, <laughs> and tell people that you love this comic. And that does that's more help than you could do anything, and that can lead to who knows what. But get out there and just spread the word. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big Bang Adventures number one on Indie Planet. Check it out. Sweet. Cool. Congratulations, Gary. So for our third bit of news and final bit of news, uh, on November 27th, Eric Larson posted, which appears to be a double-page spread from his Captain America The End comic coming out, I believe, is it in January or February? Uh, one Next of those days. I'm not sure. We'll say 2020. 
something to that effect, but the double page spread is very Kirby-licious and mm-hmm. awesome, and it's basically Cap fighting a bunch of what looks to be normal citizens that have been turned into Red Skulls. Uh, there's like a cheerleader Red Skull or something, and a bunch <laughs> of like dudes in button-up shirts and with skull heads. It's, I don't know. It's just cool and massive, and a bunch of guys getting knocked about by Captain America, taking a big leap, Kirby leap forward. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's no political undertones whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> I cannot wait to not read the comments. He is shoving his politics down our throats. You know oh, it's um, coming. One interesting fact, which I read in the um, comments section for this uh, splash, and I actually checked with my comic store, but the Eric Larson cover to this one shot is actually the variant, which oh, is, shit. makes no sense of to me. Of course it's so, it is. So That's stupid. cruel. So if you want the Larson cover, you have to ask your shop to order the variant cover, oh, which you can. Lord. It's not like a, a retailer. That means my right. digital okay. copy will have the inferior cover as well. Damn, dude. Yeah, for the listeners, if you haven't seen the re- regular cover, and I hate to shit on an artist. It's unprofessional. It's not cool. But, I mean, I just got to say that, like, the regular then, I guess we're learning the regular cover is more of an airbrush style uh, picture of Captain America. It just doesn't fit the interiors. Yeah. Like the the cover Eric did is way more suiting and way more striking. Qu- quality notwithstanding, covers should match the interiors when possible. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Plus, plus quality. Those interiors <laughs> are terrible. The cover should be terrible. The cover that it will, I suppose, have by default resembles sort of the more airbrush style that you see on like the Marvel Tops cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh jeez, that just why why pass that sweet Eric Larson cover up for that? You know, because no, uh, no one's a fan of Eric Larson. No one's going to pay money for Eric Larson, don't you know? Horse Pucky, Horse Pucky, Patoo Patoo. I spit on that news. I spit on that. There's no demand well, for those '90s guys. Not not one little bit. <laughs> those '90s guys. But here, do the whole interior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a trick. Oh, they'll come yikes. looking for airbrushing, and they'll they'll find lines, and they'll be disgusted. <laughs> Modern kids—they just can't read bold black artwork. It's got to be predominantly defined by color. So, gentlemen, yes, is it time? Yeah, it's time for some meat, meat and potatoes. potatoes. Man, Savage Dragon 247, bringing the heat with the Demon King. So, this cover we saw a while back. uh, It's got Malcolm punching someone we can assume is the Demon King. Mm -hmm. uh, From the time we had solicitations. Uh, But the primary, like, like... Uh, motif of the cover is a large crowd of people looking at their cell phones instead of the awesome action going on behind them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which does run yeah. through the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Modern warfare. It's, uh... What's funny is I was prepared for this to be more like social commentary. Yeah. But I really don't. It was more of like a, just a gag. Yeah, it's like a running joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Canadians very into their phones. <laughs> But uh, then we we flip it open, and goddamn, this guy looks cool. 
Yeah, he's got color going on. Is yeah. That, that new, uh, uh, new coloring technique in full force, I see. Yeah, So man. we get the full splash. We've got this whole motif that's been going on for a while now with, like, you know, Savage Dragon with the, the title of the, the comic. Mm-hmm. I, I've been enjoying these. Yeah, man. Well, he's been doing it for a while now. He, I can't. Yeah. I think he stopped for a brief period, but he's been he's been basically doing these kind of splash pages since the Savage World. He, mm-hmm. He's really into them. Well, he stopped for a while. he did them for the Savage World, and they would be like maybe two pages in, and they would resemble more like the commandy type, where you'd get like three. Uh, he would do them in chapters. Yeah, yeah. But th- and those... then he stopped it for a while. Did he? And now this is kind I... of always on the. Yeah, he stopped it for a long time. I have to double check that because I feel like it was a recurring thing, even up through like most of the one hundreds. I gotta lean towards what Craig said. I remember because I remember us bitching about it because it was like hap- there was a no, title right. page we like four times it. an issue or something. But that would have been before we were podcasting. We didn't po- start. It, it did go on for a while. But he also stopped for a while, hmm. and then I feel like once uh, Farron Delgado jumped back on board, he's kind of because I think he just really enjoys the lettering that that Farron's doing. Yeah, and oh yeah, I, I enjoy it. Same. If you, you know what? That, that's right. It, it, could, it. it could have been the thing where um, when um, oh shoot, um, Iliopolis. Who was doing it before? Was it Iliopolis again? I think uh, you're talking about the command- originally. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I don't it could, I don't think Eliopolis really did much of those. Well that's what I'm saying, was when he was when he returned to the book to do the lettering, that may have oh, been, maybe that may have been it. why it stopped, because he didn't have time. Well, um, I felt like it was and maybe I could be wrong, I felt like once there was less of the Savage World stuff. It kind of went away, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm going to have back. to do some research because I feel like it was it recurred a lot longer than that. I thought lately there's been a theme where it's been like the villain on the splash on the cover. So I look back. Yeah. And, uh, of course, this issue was the, the Demonoid King. Mm-hmm. The last issue was Scourge. But then the issue before it was Dragon. I mean, he was wrapped in chains, so it doesn't really count. But then the issue before that was the big powerhouse splash. I think it counts. I didn't remember what's that. I think it counts. He's got the chains all around him. It's a yeah. And then I think the issue before that though it it wasn't anything like no it was it, um it was, it was ant which is still like a yeah, big splash right. uh, big splash like yeah I just thought there was like a reoccurring like mm-hmm. the villain always being on the cover but maybe I don't know I don't know if it was planned like that or what. Well, I tell you what, that does fit, even if it's not the villain, because Ant does kind of throw a little wrench in that theme. Mm-hmm. But even if it's not that, it is kind of cool because the interior. This is called your second splash, like or no, your second cover, and so like basically that makes the second cover sell like kind of what the overall theme of the issue is, which you know in one issue it was Ant, and, you know, in the other one it was the Chain Man, and then it was you know Powerhouse. So yeah. kind of that is cool because he's like setting. That's like. You're picking up on kind of a theme there, Craig, that I didn't like realize was happening, but that's kind of neat. This really works with that standalone issue era. And to echo what you guys said, or I think maybe it was Jim that said, the, the colors just amazing. I, I even love like the blues, the way they gave it kind of that brushed-on look mm-hmm. in the background. Good stuff. 
Let me throw some love on the fact that we get something kind of cool in this one. We get something like that we don't see much in comics, period, these days, which is to say narration boxes doing heavy lifting. So when we see this Demon King here, I mean, you know, there could be anything here. He could just be yelling, fools, or something like that. Instead, we got narration boxes sort of like telling this guy's tale, like introducing you to him. And so, in just four sweet little, you know, narration boxes, we get uh, kind of a, like, you know, catch up on who this guy is, the demonoid prince. I guess he's the king now, you know, but, uh, which they touch on, you know, he's introduced as the prince on this page, and then on the next page, they're like, you know, he's crowned the king because everyone else is dead. But it's cool, because it's like, Right. These boxes like set this dude up like he's been doing things like he's and been he doesn't he doesn't sound much like a villain at all. No, he saved princesses <laughs> and slain dragons. <laughs> so, yeah, he's absolutely seems like a hero, you know, uh, it's cool. I like when yeah. Savage Dragon, you know, sort of gives you that glimpse of the world outside of like what's going on in the book. And this, uh, like I said, this whole issue kind of has like the narration box thing going on. It's very cool. I like it. So it turns out I am crazy. I went back because I had all my digital copies still loaded. Turns mm-hmm. out these uh, first page with the with the copy stuff only started mm-hmm. in two thirty three. Yeah, which was uh, the cover with uh, just for reference the uh, as seen on TV cover. So that yep. wasn't a Savage World thing? Oh, no, it was. No, it for was. Sure. It's oh, just okay. okay. But when it came back. It wasn't until, like, 233. Okay. Which is super recent. Okay. Well, meanwhile, in double-page spread land, holy shit. Mm-hmm. This is a fucking great double-page spread. <laughs> Visual feast, this issue. That's what I'm saying. Visual yeah. feast. I love all the close-up skulls. Yeah, dude. It's so great. And again, the narration box is working double time to lay down like kind of some lore that you wouldn't have even thought about, which is cool. And again, Craig, you said like it was painting him as more of a hero. And it, yeah, these like right. like these pages are like talking about like you know his fathers and his grandfathers were their bones were like put in museums for school children to gawk at, and I was like, oh shit, right. I'm empathizing already. Uh- and I love, like, so first you open the cover and you see that first single splash. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it looks like he's about to do battle with somebody. You know, he looks pissed. And I love how when you flip that page to the double page spread, you see what he's looking at. And it's right. like, oh, like, he's pissed because everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> they got fucking scourged. <laughs> but now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Eric did say that there's, like, a bunch of different demonoid colonies, right? That these yes. guys aren't the only ones and some can speak English and some can't and some are dressed and some aren't or whatever. There are definitely at different levels of sophistication. Like you had uh Basilisk could fucking talk and it was like even like, you know But obviously this guy can too. And yeah, this guy can talk his ass off. And yet, when later in the issue, not to jump ahead too much, but like, like he seems like he talks to them, like the people in the zoo, and like they don't, they don't like. But if you remember too, like they came and they were like the, the ladies at the end of the issue were like Scourge, baby, like they were speaking English. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of right. like 
you know, demonoids aren't stupid. Or they're, but they also aren't all like smart. Like they're just fucking kind of a little uneven. Yeah. But I don't think any of them, like, you know, just none of them seem technologically proficient. You know what I mean? Like, there's not technology. They all seem to be, like, just fucking living underground, like, in caves and shit. Right. And naked, for the most part. Like, unless they have, like, a loincloth or something. Right. I don't know. I feel bad for the Demonoid King, is all I'm saying. Like, these two pages did a good job of making him kind of, like, a more sympathetic character than I was expecting. Right, yeah. I mean, through this whole issue, if you look at it through this, it's like, oh, he ain't wrong for being pissed. No, nope. <laughs> no, he's not. Exactly. And honestly, about what we're, we're about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This scene here, <laughs> where where we like Malcolm and the family go, you know, and even that discussion with like uh, Linda Ling. I guess we find out is she a character that we know? No. I don't think so. New for this issue, right? We're we're skipping ahead, though. I think there's, like, an important page with, like, Malcolm coming out of the police station. Right. Which I think is pretty cool that they kind of address it. Yeah. From the the ending of last issue where Malcolm killed Scourge and uh, Tootsie kind of saw it as murder. So Mm -hmm. Malcolm has been questioned by the police and now he has been released uh, and they have decided to go with uh, self-defense. I like how uh, Malcolm says, you know, he's, when people are like, isn't that murder? He's like, murder? I didn't do that. He's like, Scourge was about to attack, and I defended myself. And then it's like, <laughs> a little footnote, kind of. See last issue. <laughs> yeah, definitely fudgy-wudgy there on the old self-defense excuse, right? Right. Who's going to believe Captain Tootsie? Look at and him. I like how they, they also address Cassius Brown. Right. Who's the guy from The Chain Man, which, if you remember a few uh, issues ago, Malcolm shot him. Mm-hmm. Hostage scenario. Yeah. So, Malcolm's been on a quite a killing spree lately. <laughs> lately? <laughs> His whole yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, uh, I guess it's the nature of the beast, right? When you're fighting all sorts of super-powered villains no, and Malcolm's bad killed, guys. I, th- I, I want to do a list. I think Malcolm's killed more people than his father, at least directly. I mean, well, Mal- whole... Dragon killed a lot of people, but Dragon, I don't think he killed most of his villains. He, he made a point of just beating him up and throwing him in jail. Well, also, too, he had that whole phase of just like, oops, my powers. So he was just kind of like killing people on accident for a while there. Hell, it kind of seemed like he killed Scourge on accident. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, we we still haven't gotten any answers on what the fuck's going on with his super suit. I don't think you are, man. I don't expect that answer. I think that Malcolm just poop put his finger through. <laughs> Poke. Scourge wasn't exerting himself. He was vulnerable. I suppose. Um, on this page, before we move off the from the. Um, Good catch, Craig. That is actually a super important sequence there. Um, on that page, we also see something kind of interesting. Uh, the baby is in a dress and, like, standing and shit. Oh, yep, she's getting older. Still, She's still yeah. with the maid, though. She's still got her hand being held. Greta Gearbox. Yep. Old Greta. But uh, then we get, like, this has to be, I. it's kind of not maybe evident from like the like lack of backgrounds which I'm not hating by the way I kind of think they have a cool thing going on 
where like it's blue when he's making his points, and it's kind of like peach the, when the she's two kind of civilians talking. Yeah, well, the listeners, they're on TV. Yes, they're on television. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's a debate. It's a television debate. It's like a, it's oh. like news commentators uh, talking heads going back and forth. Right. Oh. So it's not. I love the the long panel with just like the guy's half a face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love when he does that. It's great, so great. I like great how they're both kind of awful. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're both really bad at making their points. Like real I, bad. I I I. <laughs> What conversation like the 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 whole like dialogue is pretty funny though. When she's like, Oda Benga stood a mere one point two two meters tall and weighed just forty six point seven two kilograms. Like who who talks like that? Someone trying to prove so a point. precise. <laughs> <laughs> Someone trying to prove a point. I guess it makes more sense if this is TV. I was assuming it was just people on the street or uh, something. No, this is pretty sure television. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I don't know why. Later, Captain Tootsie confirms that Linda Ling is from was on TV. So this oh. is a this is a TV uh, personality. We don't get the guy's name, but she's confirmed to be Linda Ling. And so, um, yeah, like you were saying, it's a little makes her like precision uh, dialogue a little more uh, make more sense. But how about that dude? He's like, uh, I mean, it's funny because it's actually kind of hard. To disagree with like the things he said is like yeah. he's awful, I mean, but he's not wrong. Yeah, he exactly. But, but her argument is awful, <laughs> but she's not wrong. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's an interesting debate. I like what's going on here because the demonoids for so long have just simply been treated. They're weird, dude. The demonoids have been weird from the get go. Because, like, they do kind of, like, have humanoid-esque, but then they also just straight up just eat people, so... Yeah. They also eat minerals. <laughs> I didn't know that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Easily live underground and eat minerals. I guess there's no plants, right? So no, they eat the salt. Meat or minerals. Makes sense. Eat the lichen. <laughs> like lichen? Lichen. Eat the lichen. Is this an underworld reference? No, lichen. Not lichen, Thorpe. Lichen. The, the plant. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making an Underworld reference. L-I-C-H, right. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember the werewolves in Underworld eating minerals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Underworld hype. Sorry, moss. <laughs> right, there you go. I do think it's funny that uh, the the dialogue, the little note dialogue box like converts her stuff to uh, English. For you, Yanks. For you, Yanks. That's funny. It's a funny touch. This is a good it's sequence. Four eleven and one hundred and three pounds for you, Yanks. <laughs> and then uh, another sweet ass double page spread, dude. I love this double page spread. This this just this one's funny. Just all the pregnant demonoid women in a cage. It's just like ass and vagina is the center point of the spread. <laughs> I mean, you know. And they're just, yeah, they're just flying around screaming like animals. Yeah. Not doing much to it's help funny. the case. That's what that's what they look like, a bunch of like screaming chimpanzees or something. Right. It's like, right. It's not, Definitely. It's like, what do you want to do with these things? Let's put them in the zoo. <laughs> they put them in the zoo, dude. That's I think that's what makes it messed up because it goes with like the whole like the bones in school, in museums for school children and right. here these guys are in like zoos and like as you said, they're clearly pregnant. Why? Why aren't they at like a research facility or something? Or a... 
<laughs> right. Maybe they are researching. Or even them, maybe also even like a, on display. a filthy um, relocation center or something. But public display in a zoo is seems a little extreme. A reaction. They're treating them. They're treating them like gorillas. Yeah. Treating them. Treating them bad, dude. Yeah. Treating them cruel. Well, I think in this we learned that uh, Canada is a cruel, cruel place. <laughs> this never would have happened in America. <laughs> no, I, I think it's an interesting twist. I definitely, this was not, I could have never guessed this fate for them in a million years. That they would just end up in a damn zoo. So, definitely an interesting twist. And uh, also, I love can't this they talk? composition. Yeah, Scourge Baby, are you okay? Yeah. Like, those same demonoids in this cage. You know? I, I speak. Doesn't so you gotta be intelligent. <laughs> how, how weird, right? Like, can't you Maybe imagine? just like parrots. <laughs> no, because that, that was a contextual situation. It was. She saw Scourge on the ground and was like, Scourge Baby, are you okay? That That's an analogy. No, not an analogy. What is it when you call someone baby? It's a... Oh, what's the word? Never mind. It's a higher brain form concept to attribute yeah, right. a word to somebody else. Never mind. Essentially, okay. not parroting. Correct. Like, like intelligent thought. Like, you know, saw him on the ground, said, "Are you okay?" So, yeah. And Malcolm, he's he admits it's fucked. He's like, "This was a mistake." What if they put you in a zoo, Malcolm? <laughs> Being Not a space here. alien. Boy, talk about shitty, though. Captain Tootsie's just fucking okay with it. Oh, yeah, he's way into it. <laughs> hey, don't forget, he's from, whatever, the 40s, 30s. I don't know. They should have greeted us as... Li- they should have greeted us as liberators. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> Lisa Ling. The I think I said Linda. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you noticed on that splash, um, Maxine's hair is getting long. Yeah. Like, they don't really show her much on this issue. No, she's not really close up. No. Yeah, it is it's getting, getting a lot down to longer. Her. Yeah, it's getting down to her shoulders. Which, you know, that's cool. Good for her. They were like, yeah. She was trying to grow that shit out, right? Yep. But this is good. This this whole sequence is good. Like uh, Captain Tootsie. I think that that is a really awesome place for Captain Tootsie in the book to have interesting contrasting views to Malcolm just because they played that in the last issue really well and like it's play that same like dynamic is playing out here in this issue like you know Malcolm is like I don't know dude this is fucked and like you know like you said like he's like oh we were their liberators and it's just like you know it's ultimate white guy (laughs) so it's good. I like the dynamic there. So, but you know, at least Malcolm admits it's fucked. And then we get to see this sweet angel page. Loving that Canadian costume, dude. Yeah, she's taking out that Gentech dog. Yep. I, don't, I wonder, is that the same dog from the issue where, like, the kids went on the adventure in the scrapyard? It's possible. I have to imagine. I, have to I know he showed up a couple of places, I feel like. She mentions, and it's funny, kind of like a slightly recurring theme. 
is like she's she's like having this sort of like you know ethics ethics like moral quandary here where she's like you know like do you have a mind are you intelligent like buffalo stew like what do i do here yeah. you know although he's freaking huge yeah you look in that one panel where she's like punching him into the wall mhm he's ginormous I like and there's uh, our cover theme in action Mm-hmm. Canadians just totally jaded. Yeah, this is where we start seeing that with people just looking at cell phones half the time. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's good, dude. It's funny. Yeah, so but basically too little bit of a tiny little bit of a quo thing. I don't know, like did we know that Angel was bounty hunting? No. Okay, so she's a bounty hunter now, confirmed. That seems to be the default, quote-unquote, superhero role in this universe, is that if you're mm-hmm. out punching monsters, it's for bounty hunting purposes. Right. I, I remember Freak Force did that a lot. Yeah. And Dragon and Dragon did a lot when he was between yeah. opportunities. Right. You can say, though, too, um, even though it seems, like, you know, low-key kind of inconsequential for her to be like worried about paying rent and bounty hunting and like she's got a canadian costume her ass sure as hell ain't going down to america to live with her like you know live with frank jr (laughs) yeah he skedaddled yeah you just write that thread off like fucking angels in canada Uh, she was complaining she's living with alex remember there was like that one panel and she's like oh I don't know. It sounded like she was seemed like she was complaining about it, like I'm stuck living with Alex or something. So again, it's just kind of funny because it's like, oh well, you know, hope that kid can find another stepmommy because Angel ain't it. And we get a sweet thrack of doom, the demon print, a demonoid king popping out, and it's a hilarious gag. Just all these people like, huh? What? No, and just like he's just like the glow of their phones on their face. <laughs> right, he just pops out of the ground and just like pounds that dude, and like the people are like, "Cool, <laughs> this guy's badass," and just like filming him and stuff. Yeah, which is what everybody does now. World star. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna make this a TikTok. He just jumps out of the ground punches what i assume is the guy that's like had the ear plugs in was like yep can you repeat that some jerks making a racket <laughs> how <laughs> some other people just record it <laughs> he's just punching cars boom boom now were you guys fooled by the uh the page yeah. <laughs> i was like oh Definitely. damn i'm still not sure what that is what's red uh, tomato like they're they're eating breakfast? They're throwing a tomato? I mean, there's, like, red globs on all their plates. Right? It's That's what I was like. What, what could that be? Could be like, meatloaf. At first I thought it was ketchup, but I was like, well, no, they're holding it like something. Could be, like, meatloaf. It looks like they have... It's breakfast. Yeah, they got eggs. eggs. You know what? I have no idea. It could be. Sometimes people have, like, a slice of tomato with their breakfast. A bunch of weirdos. Yeah. So, eggs, hash rounds... And red, hmm, I don't know. It could be a slice of tomatoes. Canadians might do weird things like that. I've definitely been in countries where they've given me tomato with my breakfast. Huh. I'm uncultured swine. 
I am a bacon, eggs, and potatoes kind of guy. Flapjacks. I hate cooked breakfast. What? Are you t- cereal only then? I, I grew up eating cereal only, and I found the smell of Denny's to be revolting, and so I have a really hard time eating <laughs> eggs and, 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 and anything, really. May we pause the Savage Fin yeah. cast to have a My Savage God. Breakfast cast? You do do not like bacon and eggs? I mean, I'll eat bacon and scrambled eggs, but I'll only eat them scrambled, and it's not my first choice. What about pancakes? Yeah, pancakes are fine. They're just bread. Yeah. But but it was very recently that I started using eating syrup. I usually only had butter on them. You know what the secret is? Did you have real syrup or just the fake store-bought syrup? Maple syrup or pancake syrup? I'm from from (laughs) northern New York. I, I grew up around real maple syrup. Okay, that's the uh, difference. Would never, right. you're good. Would never, even none even, of that pancake. It's just I never, yeah. I just yeah. never used this stuff, so I never got a taste for it. So you it's never had, too late. You don't, you don't eat omelets. Uh, I do now. I mean, it's just scrambled eggs, and, but usually I only get like ham and cheese, and that's it. So have you never known the joy of an egg on your burger? Oh, gross! Disgusting! Oh what? no, dude! It's awesome! No, it's the bomb. You're fired! No. No, it's, no, it's the bomb. Tell me, yeah, you get a, great. you get bacon and egg on a burger. Ugh, You're having breakfast yeah. and lunch at the oh, same that time. That sounds fucking gross, man. No, it's so good. It's good, dude. It's Let me good tell you this: max. when I go to Dunkin' Donuts and I get a ham and cheese on a croissant, I tell them no egg, thanks. Just throw <laughs> it directly in the trash, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can just get one and not pay for the egg. No, no, that's what I, that's what I make. That is what I do. <laughs> I very specifically tell them no egg. Because I do not want that egg anywhere near me. <laughs> you know, eggs, that'll put lead in your pencil, if you know what I mean. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? Uh, you know, it'll talk put about sperm, sperm in your testicles. <laughs> I thought that was pineapple. A lot of things. Egg, egg are real good for that. All lies. You learn a lot right, of things anyway. listening to the FinCast. Yeah, Wowzers. Amazing. You just changed. That was an earth-shattering event that I will never recover from. I had no idea. You don't ever eat breakfast burritos? God, I, yeah. No, I don't. That oh that God. that crosses into my dislike of Mexican food. Ooh, what? Unless it's very specifically Taco Bell, <laughs> soft tacos, <laughs> no lettuce. First of all, you can't classify that as Mexican. Food. You're well, blowing my balls off with I don't like with spices. shock. I don't like. I don't like peppers. Red pe- <laughs> red peppers are in all in everything in Mexican food. No, no, dude, fajitas. Can't fucking stand them. Unbelievable. They make them dry heave at the smell. Like literally, no. literally, I dry heave at the smell of, of bell peppers. I know the listeners are loving this. I'm just like, wow. I don't know. My mind is completely I'm a blown. Very picky eater sometimes. Guess you're not having the beef tongue tacos. Nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jim had no idea if that was normal breakfast meals or not. Like, he was looking at those page, looking at that page like, well, I guess that he's could be breakfast. He never saw real breakfast. Yeah, he's, he has no idea. I guess that could be breakfast, maybe a tomato in the morning. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I like this sequence, uh, it's cute, you know, the kids having a food fight. Uh, anytime the kids get to do their destructive little asshole thing, I love it. And, uh, you know, Malcolm taking off doing his bounty hunter thing. I think that Amy is cute. She's talking more, but still says Baba, which is cute, instead of Papa. The kids are becoming a real pain in the ass, fighting. You see when that one panel is like, uh, is it Amy just on the ground pounding her fists? <laughs> right. 
who uh, Zach Hawkins has pegged as the future evil dragon character. Who, Amy? So, yeah. Really? I always pictured yeah. Jack as being the evil one. Cause Why? Because he's white. Oh. Well. Jesus. <laughs> um, hmm. I will simply say that uh, he just had it as Amy was more destructive is all. So. Wait, evil just because he's white? Yeah. He's the odd man out. <laughs> just, just... Oh, Jim, what? You are <laughs> full of crazy takes, this spin cast. Yeah. My prediction <laughs> Your is... Your breakfast hating. craziness. My prediction from the beginning has been Jack goes evil, Tyrone dies, saving the world, and Amy takes over the book. Wowzers. Well, so where do you put kid sisters? But Jack, Jack's only half white, you know that too, right? Yeah. But look at him. He's basically like Obama. So white. Yeah. No, <laughs> so white. Oh, well, I guess me. I guess he is a quarter black. My mistake. <laughs> so he's going to be only seventy five percent evil. Yes. <laughs> you know, Angel's not evil, so I think that he'll be fine. She has heroic tendencies, as did Smasher. He's not from an evil people. <laughs> That's absurd. That's absurd, you breakfast hater. I can't believe it. Um, we get to see the Demon King doing his thing, baby. And I think, I'm sorry, this is, this is a funny gag. Like, I just didn't expect, I thought it was going to be social commentary. But, like, just seeing that chick be like, she said that? She is such a little bitch. And then just gets crushed by the car. <laughs> Runch. <laughs> there you go. It's, uh, I think it's kind of funny because, like, if you lived in this world where, you know, giant monsters could fucking appear, super people could be battling at any time, you actually probably would need to be about as aware when you were walking around yeah. as you would, you know how like, we have in, like, our world, like, don't text and drive, like, no distracted driving? Right. Like, you probably really would need to be pretty fucking aware, like, most of the time when you were not in your house. Yeah, or even when you're in your house. At any time, a car can come through your wall. Any time. Truly. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. This is a very Raven question. I'm sorry, listeners. This is just how I am. Do you guys think that Angel was originally pre-coloring, that that was meant to be not underwear? No, I'm pretty sure she's been wearing underwear the whole time. She's not going to wear that dress in public and not wear underwear. Are you sure? She's not Maxine. (laughs) I mean... Are you sure? Yes, I'm look, certain. Look at how it's drawn. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure right. it's just regular camel toe. Can I ask <laughs> a raven question? Ask away. You guys notice that Eric's no longer showing demonoid dong? Eh. Oh, that's right. The demon king is totally like sans dong. Wow. It's just in the shadow all the time. Maybe, maybe. Is it? Hold on. I'm, maybe I'm going when you're back. royalty, you got to have some decorum. You know what? So can I share you a little secret? It is in the shadow all the time, but he definitely is not hanging dong like some demonoids no. we've seen. Do you want to know what I guess? I've just I'll, let me share you a secret. Here's a creation. It's underwear, special underwear called Invisiballs, <laughs> <laughs> and so it allows you to look like you're uh, pantsless, but really it hides just your genitalia. It lifts. It's what Donald tops. Duck wears. Hmm? It's what Donald Trump wears. No. Donald Duck. No, Donald Ducks is retractable. He's a duck. No, it comes out as a little curly cue. Have you never not seen seen the duck t- duck dick? 
I know all what? about special what? rape. What? Their special Wait, rape what? power duck dick. <laughs> yeah, duck dick is really bizarre. It's really pronged to help you them. Ever, like, oh, it's got a barb on it, yeah, right? Yeah. Ever, ever thought about how birds fuck? It ain't ain't great. They're hideous. They're terrible beasts. They sit really. on top of each other. It's very strange. In many ways, yeah. they are the demonoid of real life. <laughs> Birds. Oh, God. These conversations <laughs> have been going all different directions. So. These are bizarre asides, but I will tell you that, you know what's funny, Craig, is that I didn't notice that his dong was hidden. They play peekaboo with the dong the whole issue now that I'm looking. They do, actually. There's always something in the way or a shadow. Yeah. Like Angel's leg in the next page, and then she's kicking him in the dong in the next one, and wow, that's I'm shocked. So I mean, I'm telling you, like we kind of called it, but like that's the end of the scandalous era, you know? Oh, I mean, to an extent, yeah. we totally saw demonoid twat like three pages ago. I don't. Even that was pretty covered. Yeah, it was still pretty. Tame. I mean, no, it wasn't in the zoo. I mean, it's not like they're slipping on jizz or something <laughs> i'm just saying you saw split you might not have seen labia but you saw split for sure uh, i did see it <laughs> you I saw, really did you did <laughs> are you gonna show that page to your pastor no you're not so there you go <laughs> hey pastor look at this new issue of savage dragon <laughs> not even my wife goodness that appears to be demon pussy <laughs> <laughs> yes it is <laughs> no labia but we do have split pastor i agree sideways monkey mouth <laughs> um i think it's a funny observation he has where he thinks that uh like he's insulted sexist demon king he's like a girl i've never faced such an indignity so I, uh, one thing the demon king you know he reminds me of hmm. is um do you remember the um what was the guy? The Demolisher? Yeah. Dale Fisher, who was kind of like the abomination kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I loved the design of that character because he was always just charging at things and just like, you know, throwing things effortlessly. And that's kind of like what this Demon King guy is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the poses that he's in and how he's just firing cars left and right. Yeah, dude. Like, he's, he's a great looking character. He's a fucking badass, this whole this I, whole I love the little issue. pointy... The pointy Kirby claws. Yeah. <laughs> and his cool texture, like, you know, he has a kind of, like, gnarly, like, you know, like, texture all over his body. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool-looking villain. And Gore's Angel. That's a sweet... Yeah, I... this sucks. Uh-oh. That's, Why? Because that's a serious injury. That is gut... Sh- as good as being gut shot. That's a punctured <laughs> lung, at least. That might be a kidney. Not for Angel. What What are you talking about? Angel's whole deal is she doesn't have a healing factor. I mean, she's like a strong person, though. I don't know, she's, dude. She's still a super strong this person. This is going to probably put her out of commission for a while. If no she way. lives. You at don't, all. I don't think she's in that diet. We've seen her in worse I, I know she hasn't. It, it's Angel and... And Jennifer almost never got wounded like this ever. Ah, bullshit! She don't. She almost died. She got uh, her. What was yeah? The... But she got her face shot off, and she yeah. had to take dragon blood to survive it because she was brain dead. Right. Well, right. I mean, to be fair, like this is the tide turning though. Like she definitely like that's the end of the fucking fight for her. 
Like he gores her, and we don't see her the rest of the fight. And that concerns me. You see the me. ambulance come. Yeah. It, so this know, is a guys. critical blow. I mean, to. So what are you saying? Are you like, are you like she should be dead? Like she, this is the death of her? I mean, this should it should be. No, she'll be fine. I'm sorry, but if you're super powered, stitch up her uh, intestines back together. Yeah, you don't see like. But guts that's what I'm saying out. is, she, she's going to take a normal human period of time to heal. It could take years. No, she's not going to be able to run not, around being a superhero com- anymore. Not in this comic. Yeah, I was going to say, not in this comic. She'll be okay. I think she'll be healed up quicker than that. Plus, I doubt Malcolm could resist giving her. Oh wait, he doesn't have freak out. Never mind. No, without the freak out, you can't do. You don't get the get out of jail free card anymore. I have to. Didn't s- they smuggle some across the border? Yeah, but you can't do that every that? time. Yeah, that's why I hate freak out because of these questions. Why don't you just? <laughs> well, I do think that it is a sweet. Uh, Malcolm just gets sweet lines here, you know. You know, yeah, pal. Angel didn't tackle the boys all your boys all by herself. I helped. Bow. It's a sweet page. Yeah, dude, I do love on that same page right after the panel where she gets like gored and mm-hmm. she's laid out on top of the car, like mm-hmm. the Demon King's charge, the way he looks. Yeah. And then Malcolm, the speed lines of Malcolm grabbing his leg, and then just, yeah. oh, it's great. It's good, dude. Like this, this was this fight was TNT. Like, all the action in this was beautiful. I would have done a chef kiss, but you couldn't have heard a chef kiss. That And, and like you said, that pow, the lettering, yeah. that just makes up the whole panel. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen that much. That's, oh. that's a pretty cool effect. It's nice, dude. Love it. Yeah, man. I gotta say that the uh, pow, I agree with you, Craig, that that giant pow panel is really fucking awesome. I don't think that's something we see much of, and I love it. I think it looks great. <laughs> yeah. The use of negative space and, like, you know, the lettering is just... Mm, I'm, I, I'm curious if Eric chose to do that or the letterer decided to do that and how they did it. It's cool how the, the, the P lines up with, like, the rest of the boxes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice, dude. Like, almost like they just erase the box and just put the pow in. And Malcolm makes a great point here. Because it's easy to feel bad for the demonoids in the zoo. But man, the demonoids were some fucked up evil fuckers. Like, remember those double page spreads of them just like raping people and stuff? Yep. Yeah. They're not so, great. They are not good. They are definitely not civilized. Well, in their culture, rape is a good thing. Apparently normal, anyway. Like, they definitely... Wait a minute. Craig, do you see the Demon King's dong behind the M? Room on the bottom of that panel? I think you do. I think that's just a shadow. I don't know. Oh, no, it's just leg shadow. This is leg shadow, Raven. Don't get too excited. I was hyped. You got really excited, dude. I was hyped, dude. I thought we'd seen something, but no, denied. I love those, like, wavy letters. Yeah. The room... Vibrating. Just funny, Malcolm's like, that's not really how that went down. <laughs> it's good stuff, dude. And what he Inter- interesting it, that he knows what a bed is. With the demonoid? Yeah, he says their homes, their children in their beds. I didn't what? know demonoids had beds. Like Maybe a, they have beds made of like rocks. I don't know. 
Yeah. Rocks and minerals and things. <laughs> Dude, this page here. This is a sweet page. This the moment that I've been waiting to talk about this whole Yeah. I'm sorry, what? do you guys want to wait? It's fine. Okay, you okay, okay. But yeah, like so the moment we've been waiting for, like the fin rip. <laughs> Yeah, first he sma- he shatters his horns, mm-hmm. breaks his horns off, and then basically he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> break my horns, will you?" I am so surprised we haven't seen this in the original Savage Dragons. You know, with the original Savage Dragon, yeah, like, yes. the, I the most you ever the, the most you ever saw was sometimes he'd be in a large explosion and he'd be burned off. Or, yeah, like I think when he grabbed Thor's hammer, right, right? and didn't like his half his face just get blown off something like that yeah it'd be tattered like you'd see the fin tattered sometimes but like yeah how much sense does it make that it just gets ripped off and it, oh it looks so visceral dude <laughs> it just looks brutal yeah can you believe that we went 247 issues and nobody ripped that goddamn fin off it's insane there's like little holes where the segments were <laughs> it's awesome it looks fucking weird bald it is very strange. Now, let's just stop a moment. Let's just talk a little bit. I know what we're all the, the on every the 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 thought every dragon fan is thinking. Is this going to be the mainstream debut of Tiny Finn? <laughs> right? I mean, it, it could get, like the Paul Dragon look. Yeah. It's got to be, right? As it grows back. I hope so. That makes sense. I hope that like it's not like the next issue isn't like six months later and it's back. No, dude, it can't be because like he's definitely going to be sporting that baby, like at least small fin for one issue, at least. We really don't have a good frame of reference since the fin, like we never see it, like well, slowly no regenerating. Right, and the covers are never like true. Really. True. Of course, but even so, next issue is dart with, on the cover, so with a poster of him, so right. that doesn't tell you anything. And then two fifty is just the homage to yeah. Should have done it without a, without a fin. Maybe it won't. Maybe <laughs> it won't grow back. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Never. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's Too iconic. No way that you're, yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> It's going to make this green bald guy now. Yeah, with like ugly holes ever so often on his head. <laughs> no, I'm glad you pointed out those holes, dude. I didn't even notice. Like where the segments go, there's like a hole. Yeah, it's gross. It's cool. It's super awesome. I wish we had a detailed like close up. Um, I agree with you. You're just echoing your sentiment that like the demon King continues to look badass, like through this whole thing, like every pose he's in looks like fucking sweet as hell. Like where he's holding the girl by one leg. Yeah. Like he just looks cool as shit there. Main takeaway here is that this is a badass motherfucker. I mean, he's going toe to toe with Malcolm like crazy. Too bad. He wasn't around the entire time. Because <laughs> we've talked about right? this before, but the demonoids' big problem is they didn't have any like leadership or anything direction. Right. Yeah, yeah. If this guy had been around, maybe they would have. 
dude, here he is. I mean, that's the that's the main thing. I mean, we can talk about it right now. So I was dying to talk to you two about this because we kind of had this demonoid discussion where you guys were like, nah, you know, they kind of are directionless losers. They kind of suck. And I was like, no, dude, I love that we're getting just little bits, like more and more here and here, like the like the eating mineral tidbit. Like, you know, we didn't know that before this issue, you know, or that they have beds for their kids and shit like that. I'm or sure that that's, even... that's deep lore, the beds. Or even deep lore. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, you, ooh, you Mexican hater. But uh, I'm just saying, like, the fact that he speaks his own language to them when he sees them in the zoo. Like, they have a language. Like, yeah, they can speak English. Wait, no. Uh, I those, are, those, are, those are names. That's their names. Those are names? Those are names. No way. Yes. So. Ganwa, Treya, Stunchen. Yeah, and then Bosslisk. Come on, dude. No way. Those are names. No way. Yeah. Those can't be. This has got to be words. No, names. Names. Right. Names, damn it. Names. All right. I mean, whatever. I choose to think that. I like when <laughs> when he sees them, he just like flings the the chick he's been like carrying around with one leg. He just throws her to the side. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a funny visual anyway of him just like holding her, you know, as he walks towards the zoo behind Malcolm. <laughs> so. Yeah. That like if you go back to that one panel where like before he grabs that girl, mm-hmm. I totally thought that was a dude on that panel before he grabbed the per the the girl. Oh, I mean like blocky, that first panel, blocky jaw getting you. Oh, maybe it's the short hair or something. It's the know. short hair before you see the like like you just see it like from the top up, and then it's like oh that guy's wearing a skirt. Wait, that's not a guy. Did that give you conflicted feelings? When, when she said, yeah, whatever, jerk, I assumed she was a woman just because. That's what women say well, to you all the time. Yes, all the time. <laughs> yeah, whatever, jerk. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, she had a pink cell phone. There you go. My wife says that to me all the time. We're treading into stupid territory. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, uh, you know, you get little details of getting to see Malcolm's uh, Christmas sweater through his torn jacket. Gotta wonder, like, what month is he wearing this Christmas sweater in? Real time. So I guess December. December, yeah, that's perfect. All right, so we're not getting a Christmas tree this year. We're getting just a Christmas sweater. Which he was wearing that before, previous in the issue, you could see when he was at breakfast. Yep, he was. I was thinking, literally, like, I'm sorry, FinCast listeners, this seems like a weird tangent, but I was literally thinking that, like, we, you know, get to see Christmas represented almost every year. And I was just like, I wonder, you know, is there going to be, are we, is there going to be a break in sequence? Like, are we going to, because it kind of, like, if you think, I was wondering, like, when the Christmas tree page was going to land. Like, was it going to be in this issue? Was it going to be a next issue? Like, because of the, you know, funky little weird timing of 2019 Savage Dragon Run. So, because, like, technically, like, are we in real time or are we six months behind? Oh, because things are... Con- no, I think we're in real time. We're in real time? Well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Remember the snowball fight? Although, yeah. Although... That, okay. I think real time's funky. Oh, wait. That's because of this ant. year. 
But why why can't it make the? I mean, he's. It's not like he drew all these issues all together, so he's still properly aging the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just saw the babies walking. Oh, right, right. You're right. Jeez, Louise, duh. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's still moving in real time. All right, I just didn't know, like, kind of, he was, like, going to, like, try to, like, do some catch-up real quick, or he's just going to be like, ah, fuck it, and let it roll. Remember, I've, like, not had too many slim years like that, so. I think he's ass-fucking it just because it was only 242 and 243, we absolutely saw snow. But they are in Canada. Right. But the weird thing about the issue with, um... Um, how do I describe this? The Amy Dragon fights alone issue. It starts with Ant in the snow, but it uh-huh. en- ends with the birthday party, and that looks like summer because they're in a pool. Well, wasn't that the time has passed though? Yeah, because her hair grows between pages. Time yeah. passed. Yeah, it was like a significant issue. amount of time passed in that right. issue. Yeah, that was a mid-issue time lapse. So I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of two forty-three is when this year started. They point. even have, okay, they even have an issue discussion when he's talking to his comic uh, creators about how much time has passed and gone ignored. Right. So you can assume that, like, this year's, like, flow has been, like, accelerated. Yeah. All right, cool. I but just needed a second no, to get the my thing head is, right. There's no snow in this issue is all. The only thing indicating it might be Christmas time is that he's wearing his uh, Christmas shirt. And he's got a jacket. So that kind of indicates it's a little cooler. Suppose that's true. Yeah, people generally seem to be just a little bit dressed for cooler weather. That's true. That that woman who got her leg grabbed was wearing a high collar coat. Yeah, and I see a winter jacket on. Check this out. This guy is seriously badass. Like, so it's just a little. It's indicating that you got a little bit of a cooler sort of a thing going on. All right, but uh, nah, it's just sorry. That's stupid little side thing. I just kind of like, but uh, dude. To get back to can what we, we're doing. Can we talk about how cool the page is where he, like, rips open the little zoo exhibit and Malcolm's just smashed on, like, the pavement? Yes, dude. I love, I love, like, A, he rips it open. I love how cool it looks, all the demonoids kind of jumping out, mm-hmm. you know, freed. And then I love the little dialogue where Malcolm's like, please, we're trying to protect him. And it's like, their king will protect them. And just smashes... Malcolm's head back into the ground. Yeah, dude. Everything about that is just fucking awesome. <laughs> Brock. I even love, like, the way the lettering, like, Ferndale God has got, like, the doom sort of, like, following the flow of the rubble. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yep. Great action, and, this whole thing. And I love how, like, you know, it's, it's one of those kind of typical kind of, uh, Eric employs this a lot where like it's the the kind of the resolution that Malcolm or that in some issues Dragon wanted where they just kind of let the bad guy win. Yeah. Because that's the best way to solve the problem because Malcolm wasn't happy with the demonoids in the zoo. So basically it kind of gets the demonoids and the demon king to just kind of go back in their hole. So he frees them and, and the demonoid king kind of just leaves and stops destroying everything. Yeah. Like he says, it works for now. Yeah, very, very, uh, very astute observation. Uh, definitely a savage dragon kind of a touch, where sometimes the best way to let shit play out is to just let it play out. 
eh, this guy gets away. Because I think, like, you know, the inclination is to have, like, you know, wrap up neat and tidy. But, eh, you know, they're back with their king, and he's, like, you know, taken off, and it works. You got Baldy Malcolm. <laughs> I think he looks so fucking weird with his, with, like, no fin. I'm telling you, next issue, Paul Dragon fin. Sweet. I hope so. Let's let's hope. So all in all, this is what I want to know. This is what I want to ask. How are you boys feeling about the demonoids now? I I like you said. I wish it started off that way. Yeah. It, it might be. I don't know. I don't know. If he comes back, Isn't if it? they come back, they do, and something happens. I mean, then I'll be happy. But if they just go away, and we never see him again. It seems like. A bit of a waste. See, I I like this demonoid character. He's got a yep. lot of dialogue on this. Yeah. You learn a lot about him. I feel like there's been a lot of villains that are just kind of like goofy mutant things that don't really have much to say. And Malcolm beats them, or they just I don't know. I feel like he got fleshed out a lot in this issue, and would be a cool He's reoccurring villain. Definitely closer to the Atlantean. As a yeah. somewhat charismatic sort of villain, I would like to see more of him. But uh, the demonoids definitely need more direction. Yeah. For my money, I was I've been satisfied with this slow buildup of like they've been little by little becoming. I get it. I mean, it's been small. It's been baby steps. Like you've been getting very little. But, like, every time you see him, I felt like we got a new wrinkle. Like, you know, Basilisk shows up and he's fucking just talking whole sentences and paragraphs. And it's like, oh, shit, demonoids can be smart, smart as shit. They can even be kind of, like, evil. Like, he was a little bit sinister, you know? Like, with the shit he said, like, he used his dying words to fuck with Malcolm. And he's like, oh, wow. And then, like, you know, the more it went, like, the more it built. Like, uh, like oh, you know, they have this kind of culture and... They do have sort of like just a little bit of it. They're not just like rampaging berserkers entirely. And then now you get this guy who shows up and he's their king. Like he's like their prince. He was out and he was doing things, having adventures, being a hero. Because like we don't know shit about the underground world. It's super underdeveloped. But there's apparently like fucking dwarves and giant ants and lava men that like we don't know anything about, right? And that's stuff I want to see more of. Well, you know, I am just going to echo your sentiment there. That's one thing I'm totally going to agree is like, A, I really hope this guy recurs. I'm a little sad that he didn't get a sweet name. If they have names like uh, Basilisk and, you know, uh, Gonwa and Treya and Stunshin and stuff like that. All right. You know, Demon King is cool. but Let's give this fool a name, too. But, uh, A, I want to see this dude recur. And B... Let's let's have something come of all this because I think it's cool to be like, yeah, you know, Scourge went down and killed, and now like clearly this motherfucker is not gonna like Malcolm, but at the same time Malcolm did kind of like work with him to help him like, you know, he took him to their people. So I mean, I don't know when this guy cools down, like is well, he a guy that gets more rational? Who knows? And don't forget now all those demon women are like impregnated. So like, what kind of kids are they gonna have? Right, like how does human DNA work with demonoid DNA? 
probably pretty well because they're pretty close. They're both like bipedal creatures. But you also have the the X factor of like uh, Scourge. They had said that he was a little bit genetically modified, a little bit in a super suit. Right. And so we don't know what genetic modifications he had, like, that would have, like, how that would play. So, I don't know, dude. I think it's cool. I think this, I'll agree with you that I think it's a huge wasted opportunity if they don't come back. (laughs) Like, I really hope they're not, like, taking off to never be seen again. I think they'll be back at some point. Now, follow-up question. This basically leaves the whole rest of the fucking underground world, like, underdeveloped. Who do you dudes, compared to the demonoids, because now we know a bunch of shit about demonoids. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't, like, I will say that we, I'll definitely say we learned the most about them, this issue. So, what do you dudes from the underground world want to see more of? Like, you want him to focus on ants, dwarves, like lava dudes? Like, what do you want to see more more demonoids? Like, what do you want to see next from that chunk of Savage Dragon? I always liked the lava uh, lords. I think more lava lords would be good. There's, like, two different ones, right? There's, like, the magmites or something oh. and the lava lords. Like, two different types of, like, volcano creatures that are battling with... I don't know. I, I felt like we got a good taste of all that in, uh, was it 200? When Nikos did the backup when they, like, uh, kidnapped, was it Angel and uh, Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that? I think that? so, yeah, yeah. So we got to see a little bit of that there. I'm kind of good with the underworld for now. Don't need to see any more. Don't have any interest. I'd like, I'd like to, well, I mean, maybe at some point go back into it or... I would like to follow up more on the demonoids. I don't really have any interest in the other other characters, really, at this point. I'd rather see something new. I feel like we've been dealing with the demonoids off and on for a while now. True. They've definitely been a recurring like threat. Yeah. And like I said, I, I just wish there was more of a... more of reoccurring characters. Like... My big problem with the demonoids was that there's no reoccurring. There was Basilisk who showed up like out of the blue for like two episodes, uh, two issues or something, or maybe even just one. I don't know. But there's really been no kind of like real personality behind them. Storyline wise, you know why now though? Because they're no, the prince was yeah, gone. So where was the other king? Well, they got killed in the earlier, like, fights. Right. Well, no, I get that, but I just, I, I think it's why I like the Atlanteans, because you had, like, you know, the king, and you had his, like, sidekick lieutenant, which is always kind of, like, good for a laugh. Um, I just feel like these big type of army things, like, I think that's the same thing I was missing with the Ugly Unlimited guys. Like, there was no kind of good reoccurring characters. It was just a massive either demons or uglies or whatever. No? No. It's cool. I see <laughs> I see what you're saying. I get it. So, I don't know. I'm just ready for something different. I feel like we've we've they've had a, enough of the spotlight for a while. Fair enough. And if they do come back and the in the Demon King's back in it, all right, that's cool. I'll accept that. You know what? Other than Dart, I was just thinking 
other than Dart, they have been Malcolm's most recurring menace. True. Yeah. Yeah, like Dart and Demonoids. Those are two, his two most recurring things. So actually, and Malcolm kind of like hints, he's like, with any luck, that'll be the last we see of them. Hey, you know, it would be actually kind of like a little bit like to give him a powder and have him take on a new recurring, more recurring threat. Yeah, I could see it. I hope they're not gone for too long. <laughs> But sure. Now, especially now that they got a guy, you know, a dude to uh, like relate to and associate with. Right. Don't forget there's that one demonoid in Chicago. Just the one. What? The one Malcolm uh, turned over. Remember the one that oh, right, the, right. the one that finger quotes belongs to him. Yeah, but also like I said, I think prior like Eric's confirmed that there's different groups everywhere. So, do you think, like, this dude's king of them all, you know? I'm just saying. There, it could be, there could be more threads, but, alright. Anyway, just saying. There's, there's, <laughs> there's cool places it can go, that's all. There's cool places. We'll jive into, I thought this Aquaria backup was pretty dope. Yeah. I liked, I think. It's not bad. Well, you know, like, the thing is, is, like, we ragged. I like the art, and I like the coloring previously on all the Aquarius. Yeah. But I think that the writing stepped up in this one. Because I thought the writing was kind of like just not quite there on the previous ones. But like I think this writing is like a step up. Like I think it like improved, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it definitely takes a little bit. You have to remember what happened in the past to kind of understand what's going on. Like with the whole post apocalyptic type thing going on right yeah the submerged water apocalypse so basically it's like new york's mostly underwater now yes i don't know what what year it is but you assume i didn't quite (laughs) so she was she was dreaming she was like unconscious in the beginning of this and that double page splash is like a dream right she's seeing like the nautilus or whatever which that is a cool that is a cool double page spread. Like, yeah. you know, with the mob dude and the cement and, you know, toilet full of tentacles and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I think it's kick-ass. Like, this is a cool... Like, there's a pirate ship in the distance, an underwater city. So, like, big props. Like, I thought the art on this Aquaria backup was, like, tight. Yeah, very Kirby-ish. But then you're right. It's a dream, and then she goes on into, like, you know... Her dream continues along, and she's sort of, like, moving along through the city, you know. And then, like, again, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you know, it was a killer grip, like, an amazing grip. I just thought that it was, like, just seemed to be written better is all. Like, you know, yeah. I really liked sort of, like, the way it was written. I, I did anyway. <laughs> so she's going back and collecting, like, treasures that were left behind by, like, the rich people. Yep, the hoarders. Yeah, sticking some little gadget on and get the Statue of Liberty's arm back to, I don't know, group of happy people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. You did it, yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a nice yeah, little... It's okay. I, I'm not, like, a huge fan, but I can appreciate the comic. It's cool. 
I think it was better. That's the main thing. As long as it like grows and improves, I thought it was better than the previous ones. So right. to me, I liked it. It was a, a step up. Like I was feeling it. I liked uh, what they did with the funnies this issue, making it. You know, I love that he put all those like ads in there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I guess it's Adam puts these together, right? Yep. Shout Adam, outs to uh, our Pruitt. boy Adam Pruitt. It's always fun. My favorite one this month was probably the Heck If I Know comics. <laughs> oh, dude, but Moonbeard. Come on. That was hilarious. Yeah. The pizza strip tease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Moonbeard, or Heck If I Know, is hilarious. Like, that is funny as shit. There's no wrong way to read books. It happened again. There's at least one wrong way to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I want to say that even uh, Berkeley Muse is funny. Just fucking, you know, it's a bird, it's a plane, and then, you know, it's just a bird and a plane. <laughs> Motherfucking bird plane. Right. <laughs> um, Kevin days a week, my boobs leak when he cries. <laughs> like close-up on his face. Dude, that close-up is hilarious. That shit is fucking hilarious. I'm assuming that his mind is so blown he just fucking dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he melts. His head explodes. Seems kind of like he rots from the knowledge. <laughs> just fucking like hair all coming off of him and like. <laughs> but no, it's funny. And Adam was kind enough to throw us into the fake ads, He's... which some of them aren't so fake because it's got a. a uh, Copra ad in there too. It's cool. It's also got a uh, little uh, like in memoriam of like Tom Spurgeon, which is like nice. Yeah, so. he just passed away last month, right, or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's been real, cl- real recent. Like I want to say week, weeks, like uh, as of this recording, anyway. So yeah, that's that's a nice little, you know, homage. And then, like you said, the Copra <laughs> shout out. I'm, I'm pretty sure Adam wrote most of these because listen to this. Hypodermics free. Surprise grab bag mystery. What strange potions and elixirs exactly are contained within these needles? We don't know. Included with prepaid catalog. <laughs> Giant flying plane. A beauty. Uh, it looks and flies like an eagle. This plane is really big. The size of an elephant. Big, big plane. Go vroom. Collide with big house. New house broken. <laughs> <laughs> So don't skip them is what That's we're saying, awesome. dear listener. Don't skip them. Don't sleep on those uh, little fake ads. If those, if that's a thing that returns, I'm down with that. Dude, the the television rifle. Shoot it all year round. Electric. No noise. No risk with this rifle. Just go and use it to shoot your television. Shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> Nothing is real. Just shoot it already. Murder the robot box of moving pictures and auditory deception. <laughs> quality. That is amazing. I think we have to read all of these. You know what I'll do? Save some for the readers. Okay, all right. I'm going to bag on Foxy. Again? My new segment, Bag on Foxy. <laughs> I think Foxy's great. I'm not going to bag on Foxy. Bringing I'm such joy say. to the masses. I just gotta say, every page has a winner and a loser. I didn't mind that one. It was okay. <laughs> no, no, Foxy. You, no, no. You bastard. 
I'm just teasing. I don't mind Foxy. I'm I'm just being a dick. I was just trying to. It's a bit. I was just bringing a recurring bit back. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I like Aquarius back cover. I think it's uh like I was saying the art was cool on like all like all of Aquaria. And I like this because there's kind of like a subtle photo collage element of the city in the distance that's easy to miss. But it's psychedelic, like with the way the colors are. Yep. It's good. I like Aquarius' design. I think she's got cool design. It's official. Raven likes Aquaria. Uh, not Aquarius, but it's cool. Aquaria? Aquaria. The age of Aquaria. <laughs> Aquaria TM. This is the dawning of... <laughs> I knew what you were getting at. <laughs> so all in all, man, whew, all killer, no filler. I liked it. Super happy with 247. I think it was strong as a motherfucker. Good way to close out the year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Absolutely. A good issue, good fight. Really worried for Angel. I think yeah. she's going to be out of action longer than you think. No commentary on Maxine's immortality. Nope, I don't think we're going to hear about that for a while. Although, did you... I mean, it might mean... Did you guys see his Twitter post, Eric's? No. Yeah. I didn't. Like, about the aging? Basically, Eric said, how would you know if someone you knew wasn't aging? How long would it take to notice? Oh, a long time. I believe at least 40. Which really hurt my feelings, being 42. I just... (laughs) Like doubled over. Yeah, you look haggard at forty. I'm sorry. It's just what happens. No, no, you don't. No, no. I've known many boneable forty-five year olds. Well, yeah, but they've still got. They've, but they've, that's pushing they're the still, limit, right? They're 40. still that's obviously the older by forty. I don't think so, and especially you're talking about like Maxine. Like Maxine's like you know Asian, and it, they like hold up really well for a long time until they get to about sixty-five, and then. They shrink. That's that's everybody though, dude. Everybody shrink. Does that hyper shrink? Like same thing. Uh, There's just different ethnicities too. Like I watched. Good lord, I watched um, Eddie Murphy in My Name Is Dolomite. Motherfucker, he's immortal. Like he doesn't look any different. Like he could be on SNL. Like he's young looking as shit, other than a little bit fat. But like I'm just saying, like I mean, you know, some people. And again, Maxine. I think, like, if she's hiding it from Malcolm or somebody, or if, if that's what the tweet is suggesting, he's not going to fucking realize that she's immortal for a long fucking time. Yeah, dude. He's not going to age that much either. No. Because Mal- right. his old man dragon didn't look sh- like shit until he got, like, depowered. As yep. soon as he got depowered, right. he started looking grizzled as shit, but. He did have that giant white beard suddenly. <laughs> That was a good look. <laughs> I don't know, dudes. I guess I'm kind of surprised that it would be a secret. Like, like I don't know. I just never thought that it would be a secret. Do you think it was strategic to to put Angel out of commission, maybe, so she can't help Malcolm when 250 comes around? Ooh, that's some good thinking. Malcolm Dragon fights alone. Mm. Who's in? Who's up in Canada right now? Tootsie and Malcolm, if no Angel, right? Uh, Kevin. Oh, well, yeah. I like to think he's buff under that sweater, guys. He's not. You know what? I'm sorry. No, sidebar. 
here's the John Cena defense. Have you seen John Cena in, like, dress clothes? He doesn't look as big as he actually is. No. I'm thinking... I have no idea. I'm just thinking that Kevin could still be buff under his sweater. That's all. The sweater vest. Remember, it's a dress shirt and a vest. Very slimming. (laughs) I'm telling you, dudes. Don't give up on buff Kevin. All right. I think... I won't. I'm going to call it the John Cena effect. Google it. (laughs) Sounds good. So shall we wrap this up? Yep. Guess we shall. Do we have anything for next time? Next time. Oh, wait, are you talking about like the end of the year? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm asking for the, the, ne- next, the solicitation. Next, next solicitation. Next time, Savage Dragon 248, The Gathering Storm. The countdown to Savage Dragon 250 continues. Malcolm Dragon's greatest foes assemble in an attempt to eliminate him once and for all. A great jumping-on point for new readers from award-winning writer-artist Eric Larson. And we got Dart on the cover. Great, greatest foe singular and her posse. You gotta assume she still has a vicious circle of some kind. But we got Dart on the cover tearing the Malcolm poster in half saying, It's time we put an end to Malcolm Dragon once and for all! So... Why does she even care anymore? He's not even, like, in Chicago, like, bothering Well, revenge. I mean, Malcolm hurt her a couple of times. She is crazy. He he thwarted her plans. It's going to be interesting to see how Eric pulls her back in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm very curious. Like, I thought there would be a build-up to her being involved, but no build-up at all. So, like... Dart is just fucking coming out of left field with a, like, fucking mat on for Malcolm, so... Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Alrighty. Sweet cover. Well, thank you, dear listeners. Jim, do you want to, like, get everybody plugged up for the next uh, special FinCast? Well, next episode of the FinCast should be a retrospective on the whole year of Savage Dragon. Uh, Our general thoughts, our feelings about what next year we'll have in store... Uh, we hope to have a special guest on as well. Not really an interview, just a guest uh, host. Um, we hope to get that done either by the end of the year or early next, as it is December and things are getting hectic. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we miss our uh, end of the month, I do have another retro review to go up. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Sweet. Thank you very much, dear listeners. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Raven. How dare you, sir. You beautiful man. You breakfast-hating mofo. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, listeners.